Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. This week, I jump on the mic with Lana Bradshaw, our very own, the in-house Ask Her Anything. She has confidential one-on-one sessions. She's also posed questions and is answering them on social sites such as LinkedIn and Instagram. I think these conversations are so interesting. They give a microscopic view into people's personalities, their hearts, their souls, and some very tactical examples of elevating resumes and LinkedIn profiles. The job search is not for the faint of heart. The job search is also not for only those who do not have a job. We've recently launched the Now What Club for those folks who have quit their job, lost their job, or perhaps simply want a new job. All of these spaces are very confidential and they're sacred because being vulnerable is sacred and it's an honor to be in the room with these types of conversations. So I brought Lana on to riff without anyone else's identities with only her perspective and her thoughts from talking to hundreds and hundreds of people who are going through the state of change known as a new job. I hope you enjoy this one. We begin with a giggle. Oh, Lana Bradshaw, you make me giggle. Welcome back to the pod. I am grateful to giggle with you about a topic known as finding folks next career moves. And it is today's topic. So welcome to the mic. So happy to be here again. Well, these are always um, very well received multiple like listen to multiple times from different places and we go back to them because there are so many great golden nuggets and it really felt like this was the season that I need to ask you the questions that people are coming to you asking in confidence and I know that your um sessions are are so confidential we don't disclose names we we don't speak about anything that goes on you hold confidentiality in such high regard so we won't speak of anyone's name here yet i would just love to help share some of the scenarios and it kind of feels like uh what was that dating column dear not dear abby was it dear abby i don't know you know the date person that comes to mind but I mean, I think Esther Perel has also done similar things and maybe changed names along the way. It's like, we all want to hear from humans about the stories and the struggles and ask the questions that we might not know where else to ask. Mm -hmm. So those are the questions I want to ask you today. Does that sound okay? Absolutely. And feel free to ask me those dating questions. Oh yeah. Do you have anything that you'd like to start with there? I have a whole list of the don'ts. Oh, okay. (laughs) Got it. Well, let's start with the yay or nays for jobs. And if you want to throw in any yay or nays for dating uh, as a tangent, we're here for that. All right. Yeah? Yes. All right. So going into an office five times a week, yay or nay? I'm a nay. Got it. I'm a nay on that because I can, give me a good reason why it's five. And mm. if you give me a good reason and convince me, I'm all in. But I just, no one's been able to convince me. Five seems excessive. It's not necessary. And I compare it to, you can't give a kid an iPad and then take it away. We mm. gave everyone freedom during COVID. They did a good job. Mm. You can't just take that away now. So I think mm-hmm. two, max three is on trend. And yeah. reason five, get out of town. Okay. Now, when I'm looking for a role, if it is declared to be a hybrid role, so Mm -hmm. remote 
I think would imply you're not going into an office. Is that fair? Yes. Hybrid. What does hybrid imply? A mix of both. Some at home and some in an office. Number of days? I'm seeing two to three. In office. In office. Okay. Got it. Um, Cover letters. Nay. Tell me more. The reason why I say nay is you're not telling me anything in a cover letter that shouldn't be in your resume. Mm. There's no new information there. You're not selling me on anything there. And they're so boring and they're so cliche and templated. I'm so excited Mm. to be applying for X job. Mm. (laughs) I'm looking for something that's a bit more fresh and a bit more authentic. And I think if you have a really strong resume, I don't need a cover letter. Great. Awesome. Um, and for context, this is coming from someone who's in executive search. So you're not looking for an executive to, I mean, sometimes people are writing resumes for the first time in a long time right now. And what you're suggesting is update your resume, make it excellent. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see a, re- a cover letter. Exactly. Got it. I want the main course. We can skip the appetizer. A moose bouche, I think is really what <laughs> the cover letter is. <laughs> um, tell me about networking. Yay or nay, online or offline, what does it look like in 2023? I'm a yay, and I think it should be a combination of both, just like working from home and being in an office. I think your networking should be online through whatever channels you're using, whether it's LinkedIn or your charity connections. And then I think you should be going to in-person events, whatever ones appeal to you. Mm. It's a little bit of both. Got it. Okay. Um, Job sharing? Yes. I'm a yay. I'm really big on that one. Um, primarily because I think it keeps people engaged and it allows for you to cross-reference your skills. It can try, you can try new things within companies that maybe you've never been able to try before. Maybe you work in marketing, but you're curious about operations. I think it's a great way to boost retention. I think it's a great way to bring on new grads. And I think it's outstanding for parents. If you can job share two, three days a week, then you can be home with your little ones two, three days a week. And I think not enough employers do it. And it's such a missed opportunity. And I think that we should be spreading that word far and wide. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. You know, I think we could talk about a daycare or a childcare situation, kids camps, even um, in, you know, our hometown of Vancouver. And you have a precious little one and I have a dog. And I was like, hold up. If I had a real human, like taking care of Bernie is a job. And it's not lost on me that, you know, people have multiple children. And I think we, we just have negated what it looks like and it's um 2023 we we can't do that anymore and and i also think um you speak to parents attracting parents i also think we have an older generation of aging parents that need support in different ways and aging parents don't only need help at 6 p.m when you're done a work day so there's there's a lot at play right now i think 25 percent of bc is um, retirement population. It's a big number. Yeah. That's a lot of open jobs coming our way. A lot of open jobs. Let's go. <laughs> um, I actually heard something that was so great. And it said, you don't need to worry about AI taking over your job. You need to worry about the human that will leverage AI. 
taking over your job. Like yeah. well said, we're yes. still here. Yeah. Um, all right. Corporate retreats. What do you think? I'm the nay. And that's just my personality. I find it a little awkward for me to do a corporate retreat with my colleagues and I'm a hard no on sharing rooms. Mm. I don't need to be sharing a room with Barbara and accounting. Um, no, that's not going to happen. Um, I again, can't figure out why that's Mm. necessary. When I hear things like, well, we're a family. I'm like, no, you're not. This is a transaction. This is not a family situation. I don't need a kumbaya moment around the fire. That is very precious time for everybody involved. And I think it's greedy of companies when they want to do something like that. (laughs) But the velvet hammer on that one, I'm afraid. But I think what you're trying to do with a corporate retreat is impressive. If you're trying to share new ideas and initiatives, if you're trying to do team building, if you're trying to be fun and cool, I get all those. I like all of that and I commend that, but I think there's better ways to do it. And they're also incredibly expensive. Amen. Yes. And I want to add that and for you. So tell me what do you prefer? And then I want to add in my two cents if it may be different, but I think we might be on the same page. So tell me another way. If you're going to allocate budget to a corporate retreat, I would suggest instead you give it to charity Mm -hmm. because you've got extra money floating around. I would question what you're giving in terms of your corporate charity work. Mm -hmm. If it's a zero and then you're doing corporate retreats, I would slap you on the wrist for that one. Or I would do, which you have done, Steph, which is so appreciated and I absolutely made my week is out of the blue bonuses. You did one Mm -hmm. for International Women's Day and Mm -hmm. it blew me out of the water. I was just absolutely touched. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where you should be spending the money, not corporate Mm -hmm. retreats. So out of the blue bonuses are super fun and it goes Mm -hmm. a long way. It doesn't have to be a big amount, Mm -hmm. but it's so thoughtful and it's so genuine. And if you're a larger company and you can't do that, I get it. But just top up bonus when it's bonus time. Yeah. So valid. It's like everyone gets a $25 DoorDash gift card. It can be little, but it's just Mm -hmm. thoughtful. And I think that it's, that is much more cash is king. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Amen. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. Our newsletter, we call it The Corkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. I am curious and maybe I'm selfish in sharing this that I have really appreciated when we've gathered for like an afternoon or a meal or some form because I'm so here for togetherness and I think that in person is a beautiful thing that we miss and I agree we want to do different things in the morning when we wake up and we have different people in our lives and pets and humans little humans um, that need us in the evening in the morning time so if it's not um if, if we're not going away, how do you feel about a period of time like that? And this is on the spot because maybe you're going to say, I don't ever want to do another lunch or yoga session on the beach. 
I love a lunch or a dinner because I don't get to see you because we don't have belly to belly time because we're not in the office two, three days a week. So I think it's really important to have that physical connection on some level with your team. So if you want to have a lunch or dinner once a quarter, let's just say twice a year. I think it's fantastic. And I think it's needed. And I think that you should do that as a leader to maintain synergies within your team. Yeah. Beautiful. I don't need to go away for a night, but in the corporate world back in the day, I used to have to go on corporate retreats all the time and I didn't even have a child back then. And I resented it. Yeah. Great. Like the power of this conversation and the conversations you're having with folks is to bring up the unspoken. And we're hearing a lot of like what we did then. And now what do we do? And Mm -hmm. some things are like, okay, well, it's back to normal, quote unquote. We want to do what we did in 2015. And I love that we're sitting here saying, no, we're not going to go do what we did in 2015. And now I'm going to actually have the chance to tell you, I didn't even like it then. I still don't like it now. So, so, so powerful. Um, This coincides really well with the Now What Club. We just launched the Now What Club. We've had one session at the time of recording this conversation. And we heard um, actually from someone else that they would like a Now What Club specifically for parents that they have had children. And now they're saying, how does this fit into my career? And what was interesting that I will share is one commonality was imposter syndrome, um, was a lack of confidence, was an identity crisis of Mm -hmm. changing careers. And I know that you have experience with changing careers, with becoming a mother. Um, What can you share with us about that journey? Well, first I see you and I understand this and it really hits home for me on a personal note. Second of all, imposter syndrome. I do hear that a ton from mostly mothers. And and I get it because in my own experience, which I'll speak to is you are hustling. You're, you know, you're younger, maybe you're just trying to prove yourself. You're earning your stripes. And that for me was such a strong piece of my identity. Um, And I think I said to someone recently, you know, I was, you know, crushing numbers and winning awards. And that's all I cared about. And I was doing it in a pencil skirt and four inch heels. And that was my jam. And then obviously, you know, we all change as people. And and so we should. And I think that's really exciting. And then I had my son and obviously I traded in board meetings for play dates and heels for Nikes. And, and that's really great too. But What I was saying is the skills that you bring to the table, which you're truly excellent at and love doing, that never changes. And we lose that component when we're feeling this imposter syndrome because we feel what I'm hearing from people and what I felt is we're out of practice. You know, oh, I've been on my mat leave for a year. I I just don't know if I know how I fit into the corporate world anymore. I can't really relate to my colleagues anymore. It's like, why not? Like if we remove the fact that you're a parent, are you not? still a fantastic marketer? Are you not the best CFO? You are. We have to go back to learning the skills that we bring to the table as our primary focus and not this new badge of mom. It's like mom mm-hmm. and your mother and or mm-hmm. father. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a little while to, to figure that out myself because becoming a parent and a dog mom is 
so all encompassing. It smothers you. For me, that's my experience anyway. It's I didn't do or know anything else outside of being a mom. That was all I had. Mm-hmm. And then you finally have some peace to look at yourself again and a moment to be like, well, now who am I? Mm-hmm. And pull out those pieces from your past that you want to keep doing. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. I spoke to a dear friend who shared with me, she happens to be a mom as well. Her, her kids are in their late teens now. And, you know, she said, I focused so much on my career and for all intents and purposes, this job that she's in ticks all the boxes. It's purpose led. It's she's, you know, a C-level executive. She has a great team. She lives close to home. Tick, tick, tick. Her kids are growing up. She loves them dearly. They're off and pursuing adventures. Mm -hmm. She's like, on paper, I've got it all. She said, and I've completely lost my soul. And I've lost who I am in all of it. And what was interesting in that conversation was, I think we assume that you have to lose something, i.e. a job, maybe a partner, maybe someone you love, in order to to hit that identity crisis. And quite frankly, she's sitting here and is like, everyone thinks that my life should be so great. I tick all the boxes and I still am having my own identity crisis, feeling like I've lost my, my, my soul. So I'm wondering, it's, it sounds so sweet and easy to hear from you. Like, remember the skills you still bring to the table. Um, and without this feeling too much like, you know, <laughs> therapy or <laughs> long time life advice, really though, how do we come back home? How do we come back to ourselves and share that with be at work, community, etc.? cetera? Um, because I hate that we sometimes compartmentalize and think like, who am I at work? And all of a sudden when your outside world changes, then your inside world also changes. Do you have thoughts on having gone through a, a similar transition and you always seem to land so well on those Nikes. Ooh, no pressure. Um, my biggest tip would be work isn't going to solve all those problems, right? Like you hit the nail on the head with the compartmentalization. I'm a big fan of that. But getting a new job or a new title or the promotion or changing companies isn't going to fulfill a void. If there's a void there, you have to kind of spread it out a little bit. So some of that void might be filled with work and some of it might be filled with meditation and a new hobby or surfing or a book club or your charity work. But the biggest mistake I sometimes see is people think that work is like the only bucket and they identify so strongly with work that they don't have anything else in their lives that's Mm -hmm. helping fill their cup. And I think that's such a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. And you can't just expect, oh, well, once I get this promotion or once I start working for X company, it's, you know, I'm fulfilled. I've got it. I've made it. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a very dangerous game because Mm -hmm. you can lose your job or you can go every single day like your friend and feel like they've made it and still feel like there's something missing because there Mm -hmm. is. You can't put all your eggs in that work bucket. It's not going to work. Yeah. So well said question, but there's more to you than work Mm -hmm. and you're just going to have to figure out what those components are and then make sure that you're the cup for each one of those. Yeah. Well, I think that that's so relevant. If you have a job you love and you're working 80 hours a week and it's so relevant if you don't have a job and someone we spoke to this week 
literally sounds like she's spending 40 hours a week looking for her next job. Mm -hmm. And on both sides, I want to say stop working 80 hours a week and stop looking for a job 40 hours a week. These Mm -hmm. are moments in time. And if you have the space without a role right now, enjoy it. Really relish in these other areas and buckets of your life. Um, Might be easier said than done. I get that. However, if you're working 80 hours a week, to what end? And the rat race, you know, the race will come to an end or the rat will come to the end of its life. And hopefully you're not the rat. You know what I mean? If you're working 80 hours a week, then you need an extra employee. Then you can just call us. We can solve that problem. Call us. I love it. Okay. You, um, I need to ask another one. Uh, this, this comes from ask Lana anything, which you can find in our Instagram story highlights. Um, you do post these on LinkedIn, which is so powerful. We post them on LinkedIn as well. You shared something that I don't think we want to talk about. I am an older white male. Will anyone hire me right now? Do you want me to give you my answer to that? I really do. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that it was a challenge because of the world that we're living in right now and the clapback. So I sympathize. I was like, I understand that it's a challenge. And thank you for acknowledging that it's a challenge and tell mm-hmm. me why you think it's a challenge. So we had a dialogue about that. It was interesting to get their perception of it. And then I said, Talk to me a little bit more about your knowledge of inclusion and diversity and what you're doing to support women in the workforce. Mm. You can't help the fact that you're an older white male and I don't hold that against you. That's not my concern. My concern Mm. is what you're doing to lift up the Mm. women in the organization. Show it to me, prove it to me, give me some examples. Do you you have a daughter. Great. What are you doing to support her in her career? Mm. He actually, to his credit, gave me some examples that he hadn't considered. Mm. I asked, have you ever been a mentor? No. Okay. Well, why not? Here's some ways mm. you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you sit on any boards that you're responsible for helping with recruitment because you are an executive? I sit on a board, but I'm not involved in recruitment. Okay. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, do you make it your personal mission to bring two women onto the board that currently has only 12 men? Mm. I could. So if I was interviewing him, I would ask him what he's doing to balance that out. And now he's yeah. armed with a couple of examples, which I think is really great. I love it. Way to go. And I think the long short is that it's going to be tough. And mm-hmm. what I would also share is that it's equally tough for anyone who may identify as a white person right now. And I think that we're trying to elevate um, diversity and that is a reality and people will be impacted along the way. So let's not cry about it. And to your point is how are you elevating different genders, different folks all the time? Great examples, call Lana for more. I hate this. It goes by so fast. And I have to end with our favorite last question, which is right now in this moment, what is making your heart beat faster? My grandmother, who is 92, (sighs) is in town visiting Jack. I say she's visiting Jack because I'm just like here to cook the food. Um, (laughs) They're having such a little love fest. They haven't seen each other since Jack was very, very young. So it's 
it's very heartwarming to see this layer of generations together and it it hasn't happened in so long so that's making me happy I love it sweet jack attacks winning over grandma big time big time thank you for every minute of your time we'll make sure there's links included as to how people can reach out for one-on-one completely confidential time and our next now what club which will be focused on parents so cool thanks lb talk to you soon oh hey before you go you know listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet it's a wild ride And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.